Hello and welcome to the Didache podcast, where we draw upon past wisdom to help plant and grow new churches. In this A Sunday with Jesus series, I'll be joined by a range of guests, and together we'll walk through a typical Sunday, from the call to worship through to food after the service. And we're asking, how do these things help us to follow Jesus throughout the week? My hope is that we'll see our gathered worship of Jesus as the heart of our church life together and our discipleship to Jesus. Not just because of what we're doing, but because of what God is doing in these gatherings. As James Smith wrote, Worship is the arena in which God recalibrates our hearts, reforms our desires, and rehabituates our loves. Worship isn't just something we do, it's where God does something to us. Worship is the heart of discipleship, because it's the gym in which God retrains our hearts. Thanks to all those involved in these episodes, thanks to John Smith for the incredible intro music, and to you for listening. I hope this series helps enlarge your vision of Jesus and his church. Well, welcome to the Didache podcast and this a Sunday with Jesus series. We're asking why we as followers of Jesus do what we do on Sundays, and what difference does it make to the rest of our week? I'm so pleased to be joined by the Reverend Leslie Shue, Vicar of All Saints Wickham Market. Leslie, how are you? Doing very well, thanks. It's great to be on uh, this podcast. It's great to be able to chat with you about so these really important things uh, pertaining to worship. Fantastic. Well, Leslie, you and I were in the same church family for, was it a year or, or, or more? I can't quite remember, actually. Oh, probably a couple of years, I think. A couple of years. A yeah. couple of years. Well, look, a couple of years. We've worshipped together many times before and so it's good to be able to reflect on gathered worship mm. together and in particular we're going to be focus focusing on what's known as the call to worship uh, so leslie i've been going to church my whole life i think literally from day one <laughs> my mom <laughs> took me along to church services and i've seen church worship gatherings start in many different ways i've seen you know church services start with amazingly well-produced videos on the screen i've seen church services start with notices with prayer I've seen church services start with the question, how are you all doing? Uh, does it matter how we start a service? Yeah, I think it really does. Uh, we won't get into it today, but I think actually at uh, the start of church, a uh, gathered worship begins before the moment of the introduction. And that's important to keep in mind. But in terms of the service of worship itself, I, I really do think the start matters because it sets the scene. It, it lays out the trajectory of what are we doing here? Why are we gathered? Uh, what's the purpose and the reason for our gathering? And um, what is um, uh, the source of our worship? What's the foundation on which we build? So, yeah, very important topic to think about uh, how we introduce and open up our, our times of worship together. Amen. So we're proposing that actually the, the best way to start a gathered worship service is what we call a call to worship. Can you take mm. us into the Bible? Tell us what is a call to worship? What's it all about? Uh, yeah, we, uh, there's lots of uh, different ways we can uh, open with the call to worship. Uh, some of the, the ways in which um, they've classically been used are just to take uh, passages from Scripture, uh, which it does what it says on the tin. It calls us. It's an invitation uh, from the Lord uh, to worship and to, to worship him and to recognize who he is. Um, and the, the reason why it's, it's important to start there is because it fixes our minds on who it is that we worship, why we worship, and uh, just as importantly, how we can worship. 
so, so the idea that uh, we can rock up on a Sunday uh, and uh, or whenever it is that your your uh, church family gathers in worship, uh, the idea that we can meet together and worship the Lord is not something that we take for granted or, or that we think it's something that we uh, dream up. Uh, this great idea that we've come up with so that we can worship, but actually it is grounded in God's revelation of himself to us uh, in the scriptures. He, in a sense, commands uh, but I, I wonder whether uh, a better word for it is, is invitation. He invites us uh, to worship. Uh, he invites us to acknowledge him uh, as the Lord and the God of all the world, uh, uh, invites us to look to the Lord Jesus, uh, invites us to share in the, the work of the spirit and joy and lifting our hearts uh, to him. Uh, so often, yeah, it is uh, looking to the scriptures uh, to see who is this God who invites us and calls us uh, to him. Absolutely. So call to worship. Um, what, what do you think it says about the nature of our worship? Yeah, so I think it's very much about our response to God, uh, because it's not about uh, uh, something that we dream up, something that is initiated by us. But actually, our, uh, all of our interaction with the Lord is in response to who he is uh, and in response to what he does and what he is like. Uh, firstly, that, that he is God, um, that Father, Son and Holy Spirit is the source and the life of all being and creation uh, and our source of life, uh, but not just the source of life, but the source of redemption. Uh, and uh, so he is uh, worthy of worship. It's a natural response uh, to him, uh, to worship him. Um, and uh, so turning to the scriptures, it, it means that uh, we're reminded of who God is as he has revealed himself. Uh, so often it's easy over the course of a week uh, or even the course of a morning to forget uh, what is this God really like? Uh, who has he revealed himself to be? And we distort, uh, we uh, uh, recreate God in our own image. That's what we've been doing from the very beginning. Is God really like that? No, no let's remember, let's go to the scriptures. Uh, he, he is this God who is worthy of worship. He's uh, completely holy, uh, distinct, separate, uh, so much greater and better than anything else and anyone else that we see in this world. Um, and so uh, the call to worship uh, is really just a, a, a presentation of this is the living God. Uh, isn't he wonderful in calling us to enjoy uh, being in his presence? And that's what worship is about, isn't it? Gathering is the family of God uh, before our heavenly father uh, and uh, enjoying being together with him. And as we're in his presence, the most natural thing in the world to do uh, is to worship him. Amen to that. And so we wanted to say that actually the call to worship, even though it might be a human person reading the scriptures, it's actually that's God through mm. his word inviting his people to worship. That says something, as you say, about what worship is all about. And a, a quote I've probably used on this podcast before and indeed in this series before is from James Smith, where he says, worship is the arena in which God recalibrates our hearts, reforms our desires and rehabituates our loves. Worship isn't just something we do. It's where God does something to us. Worship works from the top down, you might say. That kind yeah. of pushes back, doesn't it, on that, that idea that worship's primarily about what we're doing for God. We might want to say, actually, no, it's, it's more about what God's doing to us. And do you think the call to worship reminds us of that? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, sometimes we'll wake up uh, in the morning and we'll feel no love for the Lord. 
uh, there'll be no warmth in our hearts towards him. Um, and uh, sometimes I, I've even heard people say, I just didn't feel like worshiping today. And so uh, the danger there is then that we don't go and worship because we think worship is just what I do. But as uh, you say in that quote, um, actually it is the Lord working on us. Uh, and the, the call to worship is a little snapshot of that, of saying, right, before we go any further, uh, you may or may not feel like worshiping, uh, but your feelings aren't really what's the, the significant or important thing right now. Um, you, uh, let's gather together to recognize the unchanging nature of who God is uh, rather than the, the transient feelings and emotions and thoughts that you might have in your heart uh, from moment to moment, let alone from day to day. Uh, and uh, let the Lord work on you. Uh, and as he reveals himself to us, then, uh, as we said earlier, that language of response, uh, we will respond in uh, worship. Uh, as all creation does, uh, all creation uh, around us is much, much better at recognizing and acknowledging who the Lord is. In um, uh, Jesus' ministry on earth, um, it, it, he even says, if these people around me stayed silent, if there's no human worship, the rocks would cry out. Uh, the rocks would worship me. The creation itself does and will in, in a very audible way, perhaps not so much to our uh, earthly broken ears, uh, so darkened and uh, deafened by our sin, but all creation responds in worship. And, uh, and so, um, uh, it, yeah, it is very much the Lord warming our hearts and opening our eyes to see him. Uh, that's the, the source and the heart of our worship. That's great news and actually a really encouragement to us. If we do wake up on a Sunday morning, we're not feeling great. Perhaps we feel the weight of our sin. Perhaps we mm -hmm. feel ashamed or embarrassed. Perhaps we feel tired, can't be bothered. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. don't let that be a stumbling block to gathering with the people of God, because actually that's where we need to be, because that's yeah. where God works in us to encourage us, to stir us up, to help us, to transform us. Yeah, definitely. There's often this sense, I think, in churches that we've got to put on a face uh, when we come into church. And uh, the, the classic question in this country is, oh, how are you? Yeah, fine, thanks. We're always fine. Right. <laughs> Even on a Sunday as we come to worship. But actually, it's okay to not be fine. It's okay to say, actually, I don't really want to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, but I know that this is the best thing for me. And I trust that uh, in our time together, uh, from that moment of uh, the call to worship, my heart will begin to be warmed towards the Lord as I see his uh, kind and generous heart towards me. Uh, so my heart will uh, in turn respond in love uh, toward him. Amen. So encouraging talking about this. And actually the call to worship, it, it can last maybe 10, 15 seconds. But even as we're talking about it now, I'm just realizing afresh how deep a moment it really is and how much it impacts actually not just our worship service, but actually the whole of our lives. In an earlier response, you alluded to creation being a response to that. And I wonder if we could just pick up on that because you do have in Genesis 1, God speaking the world into existence and he speaks everything into being, but then he speaks to humans, you know, be fruitful. I give you, you are free, all these gracious words. And then he invites us to speak back to him. Do you think our call to worship is capturing something of that dynamic that goes on the, in Genesis 1? Yeah, our role in uh, creation, uh, we're not kind of separate from the rest of creation, but we're interconnected. And in a sense, we're, we're the 
the the top of the hierarchy, so to speak, of creation. And, and so it is our rightful place to lead uh, and to join in with the rest of creation's worship. Uh, in some ways, uh, because of uh, the sin, uh, sin and the fall, actually, we're very unique in creation in not worshiping the Lord with all our fiber, uh, every fiber of our being. And as we read some of the Psalms, uh, especially towards at the end of the, uh, yeah. the book of Psalms, uh, there's such a sense that at every moment of every day since the beginning of creation, uh, everything everywhere has uh, been been worshiping him and so i do think yeah we're recapturing some of that sense of yeah. uh, genesis one where where creation uh, began uh, as a a place of worship uh, and, and everything uh, uh, as it lives out the life that god has made it, uh, it to be it is an act of worship an act of praise and an act yeah. of acknowledgement that living god you are god over me and i will do the things that you have made me to do uh, and be the sort of thing that you've made me to be. And so uh, towards the end of uh, the Bible in Revelation as well, uh, again and again, we get these pictures of how uh, all creation is caught up in this renewal and this restoration and is again gathered uh, with the church at its center in, in worshiping the living God. So so very much is an all creation thing uh, and joining with that all together, definitely. And that makes so much sense, as you say, of some of those later psalms i'm just looking at psalm 148 what a great call to worship this is praise the lord praise the lord from the heavens praise him in the heights praise him all his angels praise him all his hosts praise him sun and moon praise him all you shining stars praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens it's kind of recapturing as you said what we were created for to lead creation in in worship I just want to pick up on another of the Psalms, Psalm 100. This is one that we often use uh, at our church. I'll just read it. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. I just wonder, using this as an example, um, call to worship, I, I guess it, it helps us remember, a good call to worship helps us remember who God is. But also, as it says here in, in Psalm 100, is there something about us being welcomed into heavenly worship when we offer a call to worship? I'm just looking at verse two, come into his presence with singing. Could you reflect on that for us? Um, it's great to remember uh, that as special um, our individual church families are, and as precious as they are to the Lord, and of course they are, uh, each of our individual church families, we are connected with the wider church uh, and not just the church living uh, but uh, uh, well, not just the church living on earth now, but even uh, the church living in heaven. Uh, so Jesus commenting on um, the scripture saying, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I'm the God of the living, mm. not of the dead. Um, and so we remember that there are uh, thousands upon thousands of saints uh, in the heavenly realms right now joined in worship uh, and uh, very much. Uh, our gathered worship is not just an isolated event, but it is interconnected 
Um, and, and we reflect that in lots of different ways, but certainly some of these uh, Psalms, uh, a lot of the scriptures remind us of our uh, corporate worship with all the saints uh, and not just uh, the saints, but uh, as we alluded to earlier, all of creation, uh, visible and invisible, uh, the angels. Um, I, I think about it every so often how uh, the angels, they never get bored of, of worship yeah. uh, since their moment of their creation. Uh, there have been angels in heaven who have been crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And they repeat that again and again and again, because he is so worthy uh, of worship. And so very much the sense of not just creation visible, but uh, the, the invisible to our eyes uh, now creation and all the saints past uh, and present uh, gathered together in worship it is such an invigorating um yes. vision isn't it of of yes. what uh, worship is about absolutely i'm i'm getting super excited just talking about it and thinking about it and you know just as the nations would have looked at israel when they had that pillar of cloud and, and fire which connected heaven mm. and earth and they would look and say that is where heaven and earth meet so to every local church it's the same thing people should yeah. look at us and say that is where heaven and earth are meeting right now yeah yeah, definitely. And I think just thinking about the life of Israel and thinking about the nations looking on, uh, one of the aspects of the call to worship as well is this idea that uh, worship is not defined by humanity. Uh, worship has been given to us uh, from the Lord, from creation, uh, throughout the life and the worship of Israel uh, surrounding the, the tabernacle and into the temple. Uh, and uh, our worship is not uh, self-defined so it's not up to us to uh, uh, figure out the parameters of what is or isn't uh, allowed so one of the great examples of that is in Leviticus 10 uh, when there is the offering of unauthorized fire uh, and the Lord responds in great anger and judgment uh, you cannot just come into my presence in whatever way you wish and so again reinforcing this idea that it is uh, about response uh, God's uh, taught us and shown us uh, through the scriptures, uh, empowering us by the spirit uh, in order to worship him rightly, uh, along with kind of this heavenly divine worship uh, that echoes uh, across the generations. Wonderful, wonderful. So we, we've thought about how God is the one who invites his people into worship. It's a reminder that worship is, is really more about what God's doing in us than what we're doing mm. for him. But there is that call and response going on. Uh, and we thought about how worship it, it involves all of creation, heaven and earth meeting. What might we say then about this, this call to worship and the difference that it might make to the way that we live and structure our days on Monday to Saturday? Mm. If God is worthy of worship on a Sunday uh, or whenever we gather together in corporate worship, uh, he is worthy to be worshipped all the time. Um, again, going back to the angels who... Uh, from the very beginning, uh, have not for a moment ceased uh, in um, angelic praise of the divine Lord of all creation. Uh, and so for us, uh, if we, uh, as we gather on a Sunday and we're reminded of uh, the one who is worthy of worship, as we're reminded of why we're so glad to be in his presence, uh, then that leads into the rest of the week as uh, um, we continue to remember and hold on to, oh yeah, I remember what the Lord is like. And so as I wake up on a Tuesday morning, I've got a busy day ahead of me with work and uh, meetings and uh, uh, great um, time spent on hobbies or meeting family and friends or whatever it is. We 
continue to remember, oh yeah, he is the one who is still worthy of worship. Uh, he who was worthy on a Sunday has not changed. And my circumstances by Thursday afternoon may have shifted dramatically. I may be much happier and joyful. I may be much more sorrowful because of uh, um, great tragedies and sufferings that have happened in the, in the meantime. But the Lord has not changed and he remains uh, worthy of worship. Uh, and so um, it, it's it's about acknowledging uh, that kingship of the, the, the Father in heaven, uh, the kingship of Christ, uh, the presence of the Spirit with us uh, at each moment of every day. Uh, and yeah, you, you're still the one who made me. You're still the one who loves me. You're still the one who strengthens me and empowers me. And, and uh, actually, you're still the one who calls me to worship. Uh, so, so when we have a right understanding of the Lord and his work in our hearts, I, th I think what that does is it changes every, everything for us. The way we approach every um, job, every task, every uh, menial chore that we have to do, as well as some of the greatest things that we might ever uh, do in life. It's all in the, um, under the, the, this umbrella of, of worship, uh, all in light of who God is and what he's done for us. Amen to that. And just thinking about how we start our days as well. Just as creation starts with the word of God, worship, our gathered worship starts with the word of God. Do you think our days should start with the word of God as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, but by the time we wake up in the morning on any given day, who knows what we'll wake up like? Uh, who knows what we will be going through our minds? For some of us, we'll immediately have our attention turned to the troubles that are ahead of us. Uh, some of us will be clinging on to the past that we've left behind. Uh, but wherever we are, uh, we need the living God to reveal himself to us again and to remind us of who he is so that our hearts might be warmed to him. Just as we, we need it in a service of worship, so we need it for every day. And the way in which the Lord reveals himself is in Christ, in the scriptures. And so to start our days, opening up the word, uh, reminding ourselves or having the Lord remind us of who he is, what he's like. Um, uh, so that our hearts are turned towards him and uh, means that we can approach the day uh, in an act of worship, in an act of praise, uh, depending on him, relying on him, uh, uh, so that at every moment of that day, there's, there's at least the chance uh, that my fallen and broken heart uh, that will be turned towards the Lord in praise. And the great thing with starting with the scriptures is uh, we don't just start and then kind of leave it behind. Uh, but perhaps the things that we read, they'll echo in our minds. And at different points, the spirit would just bring to mind, oh, you know what you read this morning? H hold on to that, uh, whatever you're going through at this time. Oh, I love that, Leslie. Uh, Leslie, I've really, really enjoyed this short conversation reflecting on a call to worship. I feel there's so much more to say, but hopefully that's been helpful to those who are listening. It just gives some food for thought that you can take and, and think through further. And um, we began this series of a Sunday with Jesus, just reflecting on the tragedy, really, of, of, of so many not committing to weekly worship. And perhaps there's a challenge and an encouragement in a call to worship. You know, when we don't turn up for gathered worship, not only does that mean our church is missing out on our presence and our gifts, but we're saying no to God's invitation to come and receive from him. So may we be those who do come to worship who respond to the invitation of God's call to worship and in, in gathered worship along with our church family and be transformed and encouraged and built up in the faith. Let me end just with a call to worship from the scriptures. Come, 
Let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song.